Learn why entrepreneurs, hairstylists, pastors, military commandos, executives, professional athletes, and coaches trust over a decade of experience to find a clearer vision and purpose for the life, career, and organization. Go to emmasgood.com forward slash R7 and apply today. Finally, get the clarity to level up your career, relationships, and confidence with R7. Hey, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Wherever you are, you just downloaded the Apply Rigor podcast, and all you had to do was just with a gentle touch hit play. And that's what brought us to you. So and now they're hearing your voice. Yep, now they're here. And then you got Dave. So hi, Dave. And, and, and help us understand how great it is that you are here it with us. It is an amazing day today. Look you know, what the Lord has made. Well, Come I'm just, on. I'm just glad your baldness has kind of helped us My get to baldness. this point. Exactly. Exactly. Right. But it's not super bald. So if you're wondering what Dave's looking like today, he didn't quite wax his head. So there's a little bit of stubbly action going on there. But we're But glad I did there. shave this I did shave this morning for you. Did you? Yeah, I didn't want to have the horseshoe thing going. Well that's good. But I still can tell that, you know, your head is in the shape of a hockey helmet because I think it says Bauer right across the top of your dome. That's my shirt. Oh my bad. <laughs> Hey, today we're ready to talk about something that we're really excited about. Uh, you know, there's we've done. I think we've both done this together. Some uh, some writing on this topic, and so we're going to talk about this thing that you, as a person, as a consumer, and even as leader of an organization, you have probably bumped into this. You may not have called it this, but you have actually experienced this both firsthand and maybe are trying to lead your organization through it. And that is simply called the power of thank you. The power of thank you. I'm super fired up about this subject. This is the, you know, the North Star, the reason why we apply rigor is the power of thank you. When right. you apply rigor and you are so into the details of your product, good, or service that you're putting on an exceptional experience. The power of thank you takes over. You know, back in the 90s, 80s, 2000s, somewhere around that time, you know, it was, it wasn't uncommon to hear a thank you, you know, after, you know, getting a good service or whatever, or, or getting a card in the mail. Um, the power of thank you takes it to a whole nother level. It's, it's not saying thank you to your customer. It's actually your customer saying thank you to you. Okay. Because you've put on such an incredible experience. And your product is outstanding. This is the top of the top. This is the this is this is a almost a perfect product with a perfect experience matched at the perfect price. So what causes somebody to say thank you to you? What causes them to do it, that? It, what happens is you just put on, you have thought through the process of how somebody's engaging with your product, good or service so much that it's so much fun that they're a raving fan that, you know, we, we're in this world of reviews now where, you know, uh, we're asking people for reviews. When you have the power of thank you philosophy down, you don't ask, people gladly give them. They're a raving fan. They're comment liking and sharing, you know, their experience with you. Uh, not necessarily you as an individual, but you as in a company. Um, and they're saying thank you. by And, and that referral and that, and that review is them saying thank you. That's that is the power of thank you. This is the sort of new philosophy that's happening. That's 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 going on out there. And let me give you an example. Yep. A couple months ago, I was in Chicago, and it was a beautiful, beautiful um, hotel. Um, 
But when I experienced the hotel, everything fell apart. Mm. And so, like, when I, for instance, I was experiencing the bathroom. And, you know, like, the shower head was the wrong way. You know, the shower was a long ways, but the shower head was sideways. <laughs> the door <laughs> handle was on the other side. The, the crack in the door um, at the very bottom wasn't meshing with the floor. So when I took the shower, the water would run down and leak out onto the floor. You flooded the bathroom. I flooded the bathroom. And well, when I went to go that, get my towel... Like <laughs> <laughs> when I went to go get the towel, the towel was on the other side of the door, which didn't have a handle, which I slipped. Shut up. And so, like, it was You're just, a mess. It, it was a mess. It was a terrible experience. And after I settled down, I went to the front desk and I said, hey, um, there were three people standing there. I said, hey, uh, have any of you guys ever experienced, ever slept in one of the hotel rooms here? There were three people standing there and none of them said... Not one of them said, yes, we've experienced, we've slept in our own hotel room. And they've been there more than three years. <coughs> and so this is not the power of thank you. The power of thank you is, man, this was an exceptional check-in process, an exceptional room. You know, the price was right. The food was outstanding. Uh, people were engaged in my, in my experience. Uh, you know, it's, it's everything together. This is, this is the power of thank you. This is the antithesis of of a executive or an executive team putting together uh, applying rigor applying rigor and putting together an exceptional product and experience well you're hinting at some of the i think the the clues and the practices of what an organization does when they commit themselves to understanding and driving the power of thank you but i want to take a second because we have some information now that's hot off the press uh there was an article very recently published in Forbes, written by Dan Gingas, and it takes this very, very uh, relevant and new information brought out by the 2018 Customer Experience Index by the Cytel Group, and he actually unpacks this in this article, and it gives us really, really three main takeaways of what we can do to improve our customer experience scores, but I would say it's three things we can do to help attack the power of thank you. And so why don't you walk us through these and kind of illustrate it through this lens of the power of thank you. So in this article, it's pretty powerful. We'll post it on the, um, on the Facebook page as well. But customers sharing their experiences on social media, good and bad. You know, that's, that's one of them. Yep. Um, another one is the human-to-human -human connection is key to a great customer experience. Yep. You know, so if you're engaging people or there's some automation that you've put in place, but you're not connecting with a great customer experience, then then there's some rigor that you can apply to yeah. your process. Yep. Right? Um, if, if people are sharing their experiences on social media, that's good. But yeah. if, the, if their experiences are bad, that's yeah. not good. Well, and you know, and as as you talked about, the human to human connection is important too, because as this article talks about, and we've all experienced this idea of chatbots and companies trying to save money by cutting headcount so that I get to talk to a machine that sounds like a human, included with keyboard keyboard clicks to make it feel like they're actually listening to me when they're really not. All they're trying to do is get me through the algorithm of who to talk to. Really, no. 
I don't feel any better when I get to hear chatbot Susie yeah. click away. Yeah. When I all I want to do is talk to somebody. And so, I mean, you have those two things. I think the third one of the third components to this is that we want as U.S. consumers convenient and personalized customer experiences, and we will actually pay for it. And some of what uh, what they found in this research is that people will actually pay more money for a better experience, which is pretty fantastic. So when you take these three things into consideration, if you have an, if you have a company and you want to pursue this power of thank you, let's now connect back to what you were kind of hinting at before. One of the first things you do is actually put yourself in the shoes of that consumer and experience it, right? Yeah, I mean, Undercover Boss has been popular for years because, you know, it's the boss going down and experiencing what, you know, the, I guess the, you know, the lowest paid employees are experiencing. And it's always amazing, you know, for them to go, wow, I had no idea. I mean, this is this is part of that idea is saying, okay, you got to engage, you got to experience your own product, you got to you got to get involved um, to understand the, the big picture. So and that it, blows me away that we have to even, even have to say that, right? So the idea is if you if you are leading an organization or even an executive in an organization, go order your product, go online, order your product, or give a call into customer service if you have a problem with the product or create a problem that you're going to try to attack to see how they respond to it. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing: if you're a pastor in a church, and you, and you've seen some of this stuff, and I've seen some of this stuff online. Try to dress up in a different way and go experience your church. There's more in the stories of guys dressing up as homeless people trying to see what their church does. And some of the stories are awesome with people that come and pray with them and give them food and that kind of thing. Or if you're a pastor of a multi-site church, do the same thing. Dress up and go to one of your other campuses and just see what happens. Now, it doesn't mean we need to go hire a professional makeup artist and give you all this kind of nonsense. But at the end of the day, you want to go and try to experience something the same idea is if you have some sort of a a live chat through uh, facebook live for your church or anything like that see if you can you know create another facebook account and jump on in so they don't know it's you and see what it's like and engage i mean here i mean the idea is you need to try to shed your outward appearance that people know who you are to go in and experience it for real to see what it actually looks like what it sounds like what it feels like all that stuff because if you can do that and have that ultimate empathy and experience it will give you the clarity to figure out what are the things we got to change and then the the result is having more of a power of of thank you correct yes the on let me just bring this together now as we as we kind of wind this down the onslaught for those of us that are over forty, okay. The onslaught. Thank you for looking at me like that because yes, yeah, we are. You're both. definitely Thank you. over forty. <laughs> the onslaught of social media has changed how we interact with with products, goods, and services so much so that the hero is no longer the organization. Okay, the hero is the consumer. And the organization is their guide. This is what this is so big right now in the marketing world that being engaged and and treating your customer, donor, client as the hero 
is so big right now. Okay, so if you're in a sales situation, what does that conversation look like? If you're focused on them becoming the hero versus the way it has traditionally been, where I'm going to give you the good and service. I'm the expert in my field. Aren't you so happy I talked to you today so that <laughs> yeah. I can help you get better? What does this new conversation look like? Well, you have to you have to first understand your client, shift the lens by which what they need, and talk to them about their needs, and then wrap the product around what they what problem you're going to solve for them, not how great you are as a company. Yeah. So instead of sitting down and giving them the, you know, the 10 bullet points of here's what we do and everything yeah, else, you done. scrap the whole thing yep. and you begin by starting to ask questions about what's your biggest issue right now? What's challenging you? What's keeping you up late at night? What are some of the things that if you could change, you would like, what is some of that? Yeah. And even if you apply rigor to that idea, you should already know that before you even sit down, there's enough data out there and enough information that you can find about your client and understand what their problem is so before you even sit down you shouldn't ask a question you don't know the answer to that's rigor it is rigor to a point but i think a client i don't know that a client wants someone to tell them what their problem is Mm -hmm. versus asking the question even if they feel like they know it to allow them to share it and get it out right right you know, because at the end of the day, when you go through that process, one of my favorite questions in that situation becomes, hey, so when you go through your performance review with your boss or whoever, as you look at your performance and your goals, what are those? What are you trying to personally accomplish mm-hmm. in here? That's create, That's allowing them to become that hero. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to then position everything that I do around helping you reach your goals. Mm-hmm. And this is, this is, again, you apply rigor to that. Now the question is, how do you grow influence with people? And it all comes down to one very simple thought, only a couple of words long, which is add value to people. If you add value to people, your influence will grow. And I think in all of this, the question then is, is your organization adding the right kind of value to people? Not the value you think they need, but the value they actually want. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that feedback is is also awesome. just talking to a, a banking executive yesterday and he was talking about how he was getting feedback from his employees and regardless of what he thought of their their feedback, their feedback was real and he engaged them on their level yeah. of what that feedback meant to them. Right. Instead of trying to change the way they saw the world, you know, he was engaging them in their world. And that's yeah. that's really the difference of, of allowing your customer, donor, client to be the hero. You're no longer the hero, you're the guide. Right. Yep. And it's it's such a different mindset because we love to be proud about what we know mm-hmm. as experts in our fields. But at the end of the day, it's not as much about that as it's about positioning yourself to add value to that client. And to really focus on making them the hero in that situation. That's it. You know, because you hear things in marketing like a hero image and all these other things. The hero image needs to be your client. It does not need to be you. Yep. Right? That's it. Yep. And then put the process in place to allow them to feel engaged and involved throughout the throughout the buying process which starts at the very, very beginning when they're doing research on you. So let's try to net this out as we wrap up. Yep. If, if we had some of our listeners sitting in this room and they were to look at you and say, Dave, so, okay, I got all this. This all sounds really cool. What are the actual two or three things if, 
if I were to do today or to walk out of here and start tomorrow, what are the two or three action items I need to start doing right away to begin to capture this idea of the power of thank you? The first thing is look at your product, good or service. Look at the messaging. If the messaging is all about the organization, you got to shift the lens. That's number one. Number two, if you haven't experienced your own product, good or service, go do that. Because um, that's going to reveal, that's going to create a level of awareness that you didn't have before. And then you got to shift the messaging. Um, and, and, and that will then start, start you down the road of the power of thank you. It will, it will help your product. It will help your messaging. And um, hopefully at the end of the day, several months down the road, you'll be engaging people and they'll be your raving fan because you've engaged them. Yeah. And so at the end of the day, as you listen to this podcast, we also need to help you understand that many times as we are putting together ideas and thoughts and thinking about a focus for our podcast, it's about feedback that we get. It's about what is happening out in the marketplace. It's not about the things that have to do with us a lot of the times. Personally, it has to do with the fact that we want you, as you listen, to be that hero, which is why we do this, which is why we want to be able to share as much as we can so that as you go through those peaks and valleys, that you have someone that is on your side, that is there to help add value to you so that you can go further faster, as Andy Stanley would say. And that's really what, you know a big reason of why we're doing what we're doing and why we want to encourage you to keep grinding and to keep pushing. And so um, if this podcast today really meant a lot to you, please go on, whether it's on Facebook um, or on iTunes or Google Podcasts, leave a comment, leave a review so that we know that it's adding value to you. And you just might get something back from us with maybe offering you a new t-shirt or following up to have another conversation. You might actually be able to get on the podcast. So I want to encourage you to do that. But hey, as we wrap up, we want to encourage you the way that we always do is go apply some rigor. Take care.